Hey everybody, Meg here. We had an awesome guest for you this week, one of my good friends and a super funny comic. We had Pat House. Uh, he's really great. Uh, definitely follow him on his socials, which we list at the end of the show. And definitely enjoy this one because it was super fun. One thing to note is we did move into a new space, so the recording was in the midst of that. Uh, so some spots you might hear less than average sound quality. Uh, apologies for that, but I still think it was a really great episode and a super fun listen, so check it out. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. everybody welcome to real chills it's meg here i'm so excited for our guest he's super funny uh headlines all over say hello to pat house hi pat how you doing hello hello good to see you good to talk to you i should say yes yeah <laughs> we're in the middle of the move so you can't you don't get to see my uh frazzled look that i'm sporting today but i'm so excited you could <laughs> do this and that you have such a cool story Say we've been talking about this for a while, so I'm excited to be here. This is truly uh, out of my element, so this is really cool, and I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, it's a great story. So, um, but we always ask all of our guests when we start, where do you land in? Um, are you like more of a skeptic, or do you believe anything? Have you like grown up with paranormal stuff, or did you get into it later? Um, where are you? Uh, I hate to sound so wishy-washy, but I think I'm more a skeptic, but like, I feel like I'm also like 50-50 or 60-40. I didn't grow up with a lot of paranormal stuff, but uh, I did love Unsolved Mysteries as a kid, and my favorite segments were ghost hauntings. Like, hands down, any episode that has ghost hauntings is my favorite, and I still find myself like... I still watch the original Unsolved Mysteries on Amazon Prime, and I try to seek out the episodes that had all the hauntings in it. Second, I enjoyed UFO stuff, but those hauntings, yeah, they were definitely number one. And like, I've heard stuff throughout my life. You know, you always hear ghost stories here and there, whether they're true or not, or on the news or this and that on TV. I find myself being skeptical, being like, no way, absolutely not, to like most stories. But then somebody (laughs) will tell me... Sure. A story of a haunting, and I'm just like sold immediately. I'm, I'm like, of course that happened. I believe every word <laughs> <Yeah>. of this. <laughs> right, because why would you other times, lie about that? <laughs> yeah, or make up this long fabricated tale. Yeah. But then other times people will like say a story, and I'm like, this is complete horseshit. Like, there's yeah. no way. So like, I'm kind of 50-50. Some stories I am in, I believe it, I'm invested. And then other times even on the same topic, like, like, a, like a ghost haunting or an apparition. I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> Did you see the new Unsolved Mysteries with the tsunami ghosts? If not, I think it's the second season on Netflix. I cannot recommend that episode enough for you. Oh, I'll, dude, I'll watch it tonight. No, I haven't <laughs> seen it, but I will watch it tonight. It's so good, Pat. It's going to blow your... Yeah, text me because you're welcome. You're going to love it. Where do you find that most of your guests lie with this question? Uh, you know, you're actually... You're more in the middle. I would say usually they're... They really want to... They are like super believe... Either they're super believers or they're super not. 
And it's interesting because for both, like, they're like, and this is the story that like sealed it. You know what I mean? They're like, I didn't believe it, but this one I do, or, you know, I w I've always been all in, but this is the one I tell those people that, that need to be convinced. Uh-huh. So yeah, I had yeah. a feeling I was going to be in the middle. Yeah. I just kind of had a gut feeling. <laughs> yeah. You're not like the worst. Like there's some people on here who are like, I don't really, I'm not really into this stuff. And I'm like, all right, but your story is cool. So I guess we'll have you here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's still an interesting opinion. If somebody is so right. staunchly a non-believer, it's cool to hear why. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's cool <clears throat> to hear the thing that they experience that makes them question it. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly how I feel about my story. Like, I would say I was a relatively non-believer until I started to experience some stuff myself. And it's nothing crazy, but it's just little tidbits where I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah, you that's know? all it takes, that little seed of doubt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, let's get into it. Let's hear your story. Okay. You have to forgive me because I'm normally... I've never told this on a, well, to almost anybody, Ooh. let alone like just friends and stuff. I know. So this is so out of my realm because I'm like telling a story and I'm not really trying to make it funny. Right. <laughs> so it's just like, I even feel out of my element just talking to you one-on-one -on -one here. Um, <laughs> so I bartend, I've been bartending at the same country club, a public country club in Delaware County for 18 years. And way before my time, like back in the 80s, possibly 70s too, I guess. There was a bartender that lived there. He lived there and worked there. Now, since the 70s and 80s, the building has been knocked down and rebuilt. So the building I work in is totally different from the one that was there 30 and 40 years ago. But long story short, it's still, it was a bar restaurant on the property of the country club where somebody lived way back when. Right. And that person died on the property young. And over the years, I've had a bunch of coworkers just tell me they've heard stuff. Only one person I know has seen uh, the ghost of this person or like an apparition, if you will. That's not Whoa. me. One of my coworkers, current coworkers has. But over the years, I would just hear people. His name was Gibby, by the way. I'm, I'm not even <laughs> sure of his real full name, but everybody called him Gibby. And there's a lot of uh, my regulars uh, at the bar who knew Gibby from the 70s and 80s. So I know a lot of people that actually knew him wow which is kind of cool and like my story like i said isn't anything crazy so a couple nights a week i'm usually the last person to leave i lock up the building at 10 30 11 o'clock at night and i'm the last person in the building all the customers are long gone all the staff is long gone i have a key to lock up i turn the lights off and there have been numerous times where i know for a fact i'm the only person in the building it's late at night. My golf course isn't on a main road and the property's huge, surrounded by a golf course. So nobody's in the area. Like it's not remote, but you have to be far into the property to like be near the building, if that makes sense. Right. And there's been plenty of times where I'm working late at night and like I'll be walking through the ballroom and I'll hear the unmistakable sound of somebody like pulling on a locked door. And nobody's oh, there. No. You look and nobody's there. Nobody. That's happened a bunch of times when you're in an empty room and you hear like silverware clanking, like a knife and a fork together. That's an unmistakable sound. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. And some of the weirdest ones, um, 
I've absolutely been the only person in the building late at night and have heard the urinal in the men's room flush. And it's not an automatic, it's not an automatic electronic flush. You actually in the men's room for the urinal have to push the handle down. I think that was the first one I've heard. Actually, I was maybe like two or three years ago, I was counting my register money late at night and I heard the men's room urinal flush and I was like, holy shit, that's weird. So I go into the men's room and the lights are still off and nobody's in there. But I mean, like I said, it's not electronic. You know how they have those sensors and stuff. You have to push the handle down. So other things have happened too. my big experiences have come from hearing the urinals flush, hearing the silverware clanking and hearing like somebody pulling on the doors that are locked. That's the shit I've heard. But I've had other coworkers that have been there where like chairs have fallen over or like, um, the fireplace, which is electric, will go on or off with nobody touching the remote. One time our power was out and all the oscillating fans went on by themselves. Like no power to the building, but all the fans (laughs) turned on. Holy cow. Yeah. One time, this may even be on camera. I'll I'll have to find out about this, but everything was closed. Place was locked and the stove went on by itself. Like you see the pilot light and a burner just light up. Nobody in sight. So that's pretty much the gist of what myself and a bunch of coworkers have experienced. Nothing crazy, nothing vicious, nothing scary. Well, I mean, maybe a little scary. You're like, what the fuck? But nothing like where people feel harmed or threatened. But the craziest story is, and this was about five or six years ago. Now, this happened to my coworker, Melissa. We have worked together, together for 18 years. She was uh, at our country club. We have all sorts of events, including weddings and whatnot. and one time, she's, she's the head bank manager. She books all the, all the banquets, all that stuff. So there's a big 200-person wedding in the ballroom. And this woman approaches her and goes, hey, are you in charge here? She goes, yeah, I'm the main banquet manager. And she goes, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm a medium. And my coworker's like, what? This is crazy. And then she's like, there's definitely a presence in this building of a man. This is what this woman says to my co-worker during a wedding she goes there's a presence of a man in this building and he's very happy Aww. he loves seeing what everybody's done with the place he loves seeing that people are here and having a good time and partying and taking care of the place and um she's like we, we this person just wants you to know that every that he's happy with it here this came out of nowhere like i said this right. was just a guest at a wedding who happened to find my boss and said, there's a presence here of a man. And then my coworker, Melissa, was like, yeah, this man used to live here. He died on the property. He was one of the original bartenders and caretakers. And he died here. And the media was like, yeah, he's still around. He has a very heavy presence here. Jeez. But he's so happy with what how everything is now and what this place became. Wow. So that's pretty much the entire story. That's like crazy. I said, not much, but... uh. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I was skeptical of my own coworkers forever until, <laughs> I don't know, three or four years ago, I started hearing some stuff. And it's so funny when I am and the only person in the building closing up late at night and I walk through that giant dark ballroom, Ooh. you know, when you're in the room and you can feel somebody's there. Yeah. Like, you know, that feeling when you're like, I know somebody else is here. Yeah. Sometimes I have that. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I walk through the ballroom and nothing is creepy. Nothing is eerie. Nothing gives me the shivers. But other time I walk through that ballroom and I'm like, Gibby's here. I can feel it. I can 100% feel it. 
then other times I don't. But no, that's the thing. He's happy. Nothing he does is vicious or mean. He apparently loves what the country club has become. That's, it's a very happy presence, the medium told told my coworker. Very happy presence. So sweet. Did so I listen to a lot of ghost stories. So I might be conflating your story with something I heard on a podcast or something. Didn't he like save a kid or something? Or am I making that up? You if you say I'm making that up, I'll cut it out. Um, I don't think you're making that up. A kid choked in the restaurant when I was working one time and the kid ended up being okay. But I don't know <laughs> if that was Gibby's intervention. <laughs> No, I think I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> I'm glad that that child survived. We'll keep it in because it's it has a happy ending. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up the scary thing I ever saw at work. <laughs> it wasn't even a ghost. It was just that kid almost dying on your ship. And then there would have been two ghosts. And this would have been an even much. more interesting podcast. <laughs> so yeah, the baby would have been a boring haunt. Ghost babies are no fun. That's true. They could cry, but that's just yeah. frustrating. Not you know, cool. <laughs> What's Gibby's, uh, do you know anything about like Gibby's life or like, do patrons often ask about him or like say, like tell stories about, about him when he's alive? I think he was a drinker and a smoker. He like, it was a country club in the seventies and eighties. I think they had sure. parties late at night. They drank, gambled, played poker. I don't know if he overdosed on pills or hung himself, but I have a feeling his death may have been a suicide. But nobody can really confirm that he was just dead one day. And I think like relatively young, I never got a straightforward answer as to how Gibby actually died. I don't know if it was suicide or intentional, but I know he died relatively young, but nobody really seems to have a concrete answer about how he actually passed. It's always like Gibby just died at Paxson, like relatively young. I want to say he was like no older than mid 50s. So I mean, not that old, you know? Yeah, that sounds kind of fun, though, like like a 1970s ghost just hanging around, just being happy. That's such a funny energy. It has to affect like all of the events there, you know, like there's just like a probably a great energy like for weddings and things like that. Yeah, but I he like really stays away. Everything that happens is when it's like just the staff late at night. Ooh. You know what I mean? When it's like when it's like just us. You want to hear something crazy? This actually happened a few weeks ago. I forgot about this story till yeah. right now. There was a wedding on a Saturday night. And like I said, he's a happy presence and he likes what's happening at the country club now. Right. So there was a really drunk, obnoxious wedding. This is probably in the spring or early summer of this year. <laughs> Love it. It was done at like midnight and they leave the ballroom and go to the restaurant bar and they're just belligerent. I think somebody threw up on the bar. They're oh, dropping yeah. glasses. Bottles are breaking. They're just belligerent. My coworkers ask them to leave two or three times. They're like, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Nobody's listening. They're all hammered. They're not leaving. And then out of nowhere, all the lights started flickering. Whoa. And, then, and then it pretty much, that ended the party pretty much. And then once <laughs> the whole entire drunk party left, the lights turned back on. Totally normal. That's awesome. He's like, all right, get out. He's like, you bartenders are soft these days. Absolutely. You need to get tough with these people. These pussies don't know how to kick people out. <laughs> yeah. He's still doing those, those tough jobs for you guys. That's so awesome. If that is indeed true that, you know, he loves what's going on at PAX and that was definitely him having the bartenders back being like, nope, these people need to go. Yeah. I don't, I don't like what, what they're doing here. They got to go. That's so funny because that feels like it fits the narrative of Gibby. 
right? Because he loves he loves it there. So he doesn't want people yeah. puking all over and being yeah, rowdy. Or just being loud and obnoxious or, you know, defiling the place, defaming the place. Right, yeah. Gibby is such a fun name, too. I wonder how he... Yeah, I wonder if that's short for... Like Gibson yeah, I wonder if that's something. short for, like, Gibson as the last name. I have no idea. Yeah. There's only, like, three or four regulars that remember him. Like, he goes way, way back, and not many of my regulars go that far back, but three or four do. Yeah. Is he um is he the first ghost you've ever experienced? To my knowledge, life? the only, yeah. Wow. Look at Gibby changing your mind. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I feel like we've had a lot we've had a lot of coworkers come and go, but I, most of us have had some sort of Gibby story and it all involves just like chairs falling over or just something I don't know. Like I said, sometimes I can walk through that ballroom a million times late at night, not feel a single thing but then every now and then i'm like someone's here you can just feel that Oof. presence it makes, it makes me run through the ballroom faster like i, just, like, <laughs> you run? I love ball. it yeah oh god yeah <laughs> have any of the guests mentioned feeling a presence i mean the medium no, not at other all other than the medium not not to my knowledge wow. one time it's definitely a just a uh employee thing just like I a haven't bartender heard of one other person ever here mentioning one thing about this that is so interesting that he doesn't like make his presence known. Yeah, I guess it's, I, you know, I don't have any answers, but yeah, it's definitely not for the public. It's definitely just for, uh, for us. It's like after hours is usually when yeah, kinda. he's like, like uh, most active, I guess. Yeah. I think it's brave of you that you check the urinal. No way. Absolutely not. I would be like, who's ever in there gets to stay in there. They earned it. <laughs> Well, I was, it was just so bizarre because the light, the light was still off, but I, I yeah, yeah. And, but there, I think, um, it really hasn't happened to me too much, but I, I've heard he likes to play with the lights a lot. Yeah. Like you, you'll turn the lights off and then it'll be on again. Or, um, like chairs will be knocked over. Like, how does that happen in the ballroom overnight when nobody's in sight? Yeah. Those are my least favorite types of hauntings. Like things slightly moved or lights on or off because then it makes you doubt yourself. Like, I'm like, did I, you know what I mean? Cause you don't like, yes. you're not aware. So it's like so hard to like be pot. Like after a while you just have to start being positive. Like, Oh, I definitely turn these off because it's such, it's such a like mind fuck of like, I could have sworn, but maybe I didn't, you know, like it's so hard when, when stuff like that happens. Yeah. But on the flip side, then you're definitely like, I definitely didn't knock that chair over before I left last night. <laughs> yeah. I left that up for sure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. Cause then you're like, Oh, this is definitely that or people are staying and staying overnight and you guys aren't aware of it. <laughs> There's people in the yeah. walls. So before, I mean, it's not like this now we are just like a bar restaurant and a ballroom with a, with a bridal suite. But uh, when Gibby lived there back in the seventies and eighties, he lived there. So it was like a small bar and restaurant with a, I don't even think they had a ballroom then, but there was like two or three bedrooms and sometimes a guest would stay, but Gibby had one of the rooms to himself because he lived there. So I wonder if because he was on the property all the time then, is that why he's on the property all the time now? Maybe, yeah. It's it's an interesting, you know, I always wonder how aware ghosts are of like if they're dead or not. Like maybe he, I mean, it sounds like he knows because he's so happy with like what's going on with the place. Mm -hmm. But I think like the less 
I'm, this is just a theory. Everything about, obviously every single thing you know about a ghost is a theory, but I have this theory because of Gettysburg, which they, they don't change anything in Gettysburg. It looks exactly like it did during the war, but I think like the more it looks the same, the harder it is for ghosts to leave. Cause they're like, this is like my home. Like this all is familiar and I'm used to yes. it, you know? Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And uh, actually I was looking at your podcast today. Did uh, Pat George do the Gettysburg episode? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I want to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. I love Pat George. I want to go to Gettysburg with him. We, we on the episode talked about going and then, you know, you know how comics are. We never planned it. <laughs> I know. I went to, I went to Gettysburg for the first time ever. I've been born and raised outside Philadelphia my whole entire life. I went to Gettysburg for the first time ever back in September and it was cool as shit. Dang. You didn't see a single ghost in all of Gettysburg. This was during the day I had okay. shows at night. So I only had a couple hours to kill during the day. So sure. I did the usual routine and it's fine. Cool old shit to do and then find an Irish pub. And I succeeded. With both. <laughs> Right, right, right. That all makes sense. That checks out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what's cool about being a comic, especially like one, I'm not as like tra well traveled as you are, but I do get to travel sometimes and uh, you get to find cool, like for me, I get to find like haunted spooky places, but also knowing locals, because we know all the local comics, like you get to find the cool, like hidden gems of every city that you might not know about if you're just visiting you know, that stuff is really cool. I mean, I don't always I've, I very rarely go to find haunted stuff, but like even like in Gettysburg, like I found shit to do like any anywhere I go on the road for shows. I spend most of my day out and about just doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I do this like when people when comics visit Philly and I'm opening for them or featuring, I'm always like, I'm like, OK, you guys can stay in if you want to write. But I have some suggestions if you want to visit the city and it's really fun shout out Seamus Millar he was the first episode of the new season he's a tour guide for the American Revolution Museum and Christ Church both so sometimes I'll drag like oh. comics out to see him and he'll give us like private tours and stuff you you should do it Pat if you're if you're around and bored one day you should message him because it's so much that fun. is really cool isn't Christ Church the oldest church in Philadelphia or America yeah I Not, believe it can't be America so. but Philadelphia it's the tall, it's, it was the tallest building in Philly for the longest time for a really long time, but I don't know. Seamus would know. <laughs> I just know it's really pretty. And like, even, even to this day, when you go, it's like inspiring. It's like, wow, this is crazy. Not to get totally off topic here, but what's some of the coolest haunted places you've been to? I'm asking now for me, for my own recommendations. Oh, uh, I loved New Orleans. New Orleans is so haunted that when they have like place for rent underneath, it says not haunted. That's fucking cool. Isn't that awesome? That is really New cool. Orleans is you know, cool. I've, I've never been. I think I've been to most U.S. states, but Louisiana is not one of them. Oh, I want to go back so bad. It's really OK. So don't go during the summer. Obviously, I feel like that's like a like obvious, but. There's just so much trap. just 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 a heat trap. It's muggy. It's wet. You're just like your whole body is wet the entire yeah, time. I, I, I also can't breathe in that weather. So yeah. I'm out. Yeah. But the rest of the season is is fine. And the there's plenty of ghost stuff there. The food there is unmatched. The food is so good. And uh, I like to party and there's always a bar and it had open carry before COVID. Oh, yeah. I, so. I, I, I knew it had that. I mean. Yeah, 
I knew Vegas and New Orleans had open container. Yeah. So it's like, it's a really fun place. Uh, I also, if you're local, Scranton is super haunted. Scranton has some really fun little spooky places you can go to. They also just opened like this cool bar called Spirit Noir. It's like goth themed. Cool. New Orleans and Scranton. Okay. (laughs) The two haunted places I recommend. Obviously there's plenty more, but New Orleans, New Orleans is like unbeat. It's crazy. Hey, George, isn't, isn't this year great? Isn't 2020 fantastic? Dan, are you kidding me? I mean... This year sucks. I've been inside the entire time. But how often do you get two new sports team names? We got Kraken and football team. I do like football team. If only there was a show where you could rank these new names. I know just the show. There's a show. I host it with my friend Dave Primiano. It's called The Rank Bank. Dan, that's awfully relevant to this completely natural conversation. (laughs) Of course it is. It's almost like I shoehorned it in here because it's all I want to talk about anymore. When do episodes drop, Dan? You can hear part one and part two of every league on Monday, and part two will come out on Tuesday. You don't even have to wait. Wow. Two days, two separate episodes of the show. How can you give that much content? It's exhausting. Go listen to the Rank Bank. You know, another haunted place. We can go on to my story because I'm talking about another city that we both, I, be- I believe we both traverse a lot. Baltimore? You said you've been, been to Baltimore. Many times. Oh. Been many, many times. I love it there. The last time I went was for a girls weekend. It wasn't even comedy. And we somehow found this, this like bar, but it was like a house. Like we walked up these steps and it had a carpet and it was like the tiniest bar, but it was blasting Natasha Bedingfield. Do you know who that is? Yeah, she sings out. Uh, yeah. The I've got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. <coughs> that song? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Which isn't good for, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't enjoy that. But for girls weekend, come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I am like, I'm in, I love Baltimore. I had such a fun time. The Inner Harbor is so fun. But I want to talk to you about the oldest bar in Baltimore. And I always set the scene. So I'm going to tell a really quick story. The year is 1849. You're frequenting one of the most popular saloons in Baltimore. The bar is filled with sailors and laborers drinking off another day's hard work. In walks the famous Edgar Allan Poe, but he's unsettled. His clothes seem to be someone else's and he's not making much sense. Some patrons try to calm him down and gather what might've happened, but he continues to make little to no sense. After the brief stop, Poe swiftly exits. He'll be found the next day in the gutter, still mumbling incoherent and unintelligible thought. He's brought to help, but soon after dies. So there are many theories as to what caused Poe's death, the leading being alcoholism exacerbated by the death of his young wife, who is also his cousin, Blah. Virginia Clem. <laughs> yeah, from tuberculosis. But others have this uh, found the alcoholism theory strange, and it seemed like he was more out of it than just regular drunkenness. They actually believe he was a victim of cooping, a practice of voter fraud in which people were kidnapped, forced to drink, and then forced to vote, many times in many different disguises. Unfortunately, Poe's death mirrors his works in that it'll always be a dark mystery. Isn't that crazy? That is pretty crazy. And I always, I love Edgar Allan Poe's works. I've always kind of been a little familiar with his life. And I know he's, he's, his death has always been mysterious. Always. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's also like, I started looking into it a little bit, but I was like, this isn't a book report on Edgar Allan Poe. It's we're talking about his, the supposedly the last bar he, he attended before dying, but even like his death records mysteriously were lost and it's just, none of it adds up. I read in another source that he like was sober or at least getting sober at the time of this like happening. So it's just weird. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was in um I had shows in Baltimore in mid-October just two months ago, and my hotel was three blocks over from the Edgar Allan Poe house. Oh wow. You know there's yeah. an Edgar Allan Poe house here too, right? Oh god, yeah, seventh and spring garden. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Awesome. Yeah, I think I forget, did he I think he wrote The Raven in Philadelphia, but I think he wrote a lot of his other works in Baltimore. I could in be Baltimore. wrong about that though, so don't don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not positive either. But yeah, he was um super influential, especially for goth people. <laughs> oh yeah. I uh, love him. Um, but I actually today I want to talk about uh the bar called The Horse You Rode In On. Patrons just call it the horse and the many hauntings it experienced through the years. It's the oldest bar in Baltimore. It's still running today. I went there over the summer. This was another place I went, and it was probably the most fun I had. It had three different areas with different types of music. It had like live country music, and then it had like club music. Uh, the bar stools all had saddles that like swung <laughs> around. So it's a really disorienting combination of old-timey Western decor and club-like lights and atmosphere. Interesting. I'm surprised there's not like a goth portion portion of it. <laughs> yeah, <lights>. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why there's not more of like a a punk like a punk rock, you know, gothy section. It's I, I guess because it's still you know Maryland, <laughs> yeah. so it takes on more of that like country vibe than the the gothy vibe but it's so cool you can tell it's historic but then it's also i love that jump in you know that's interesting kind of sounds like um remember the raven lounge like i mean it's it's still there but i mean (laughs) i was gonna say did something happen recently to raven no but like forever ago it was like black and gray upstairs with dark lighting and dark curtains it was like edgar poe quotes on the wall it was very like um very yeah, I don't want to say gothic themed, but like a dark, dark bar. And it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same vibe where downstairs would be loud and jump in. Exactly. And then upstairs... Where there's, you know, downstairs there's like strobe lights and, you know, people licking the walls and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always felt that. So um, for listeners uh, who don't know, the way Raven is, is it's like a comedy venue as well. So downstairs would be these poor souls just getting drunk and clubbing and then upstairs would be more poor souls poor trying souls comedy. okay i'm glad you said it <laughs> <laughs> yeah none of us were happy we were out on a thursday at raven doing this but um sometimes the drunk people would wander up to the open mic and uh it it never went well i'd say maybe no. you've seen it go well i've never seen it go well <laughs> usually when i was at raven um i was usually pretty close to blackout by that time <laughs> so easy to do with the citywides honestly oh my god i know <laughs> i have sent so many apology texts to sonia and being like i'm sorry for just bombing last night <laughs> i feel like friday every friday must be like her birthday because she's just getting 50 apology texts <laughs> every friday that's oh i love it that's what that's what happens you know you can't help it my, one of my favorite memories was uh when i first started comedy in philly i went to raven so of course i was going up at 204 in the morning. So it was the beginning of the second half, but no one was up yet. 
And this super hot, like ridiculously hot girl goes up to the microphone and everyone's like grumpy. And she's like, who wants me to sing a song? And they're like, get the (laughs) fuck out of here. Like everyone was so mean to her. And I was like, wow, Philly. There's like no pretty privilege at open mics in Philly. (laughs) They were like, leave. (laughs) And they booed her off the stage. She didn't even, they didn't even let her sing a song. And she was like gorgeous. I was like, wow, you guys only care about one thing right now. So she really wanted to sing a song. She wasn't trying to be funny. No, she wanted to sing a song. She like was drunk and like wandered up and was like, I'm going to sing you guys a song. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And she got hers. We, we didn't have to hear a song, but it's like, <laughs> sign up. <laughs> you can sing next week. Um, That's yeah. hilarious. Raven. Ugh. Fun bar, though. Would recommend going, yeah. especially if you're a new comic. Get out there and pay your dues, I guess. <laughs> Whatever they say. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> and meet people. That's what I mean. If you're new, Raven and also Fergie's, but I don't know how if Fergie's is still a thing, that's where you're going to meet either. most of the people in the scene. I feel like maybe Fergie's does stuff on Sundays. I feel like I see people post on Instagram from the night before. I just don't know what day I, th- what day I think I see those posts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all like jumbly. Yeah. I have no idea, but let's tell some ghost stories. So <laughs> I guess yeah, these, yeah. these are fun tangents um, and it's fine. Uh, we talk about comedy a lot on here, so it'd be weird if people were upset that, <laughs> we're that we went on a two minute tangent about raven yeah (laughs) um according to the article the horse you came in on saloon ghosts by carrie of baltimore ghost tours many people claim to see poe walking down the street toward the horse at night and it is known that poe's favorite drink was cognac and for years a glass would be left out on the bar for him that staff report would empty sometimes throughout the night which i'm like would you drink poe's cognac if you saw it sitting there Oh, see, that's a weird fucked up conundrum because it's like the alcoholic in me is like, yeah, absolutely. But then it's like, will I be haunted for the rest of my life if I steal this dead dude's drink? That's the thing. I double down. I'm like uh, alcohol and also. A permanent haunting. (laughs) Yeah, it's like extra cool for me. I'm like, dude, I don't know. It's evil. But I wouldn't not think about it. You know, when you hear something weird as a side tangent, but it is, there is a segue here. Yeah. My, my dad goes by Edgar Allen on Facebook. No proud, no, no, no profile picture. Just <laughs> Edgar Allen is, is that his, his name? name. No, it's fucking the same name I have. <laughs> <laughs> is, he, did he, is he just like post number one fan or something? I have no idea. <laughs> Parents are so weird. The stuff they I pull have no idea. What, did he, when he friended you, were you like, who the hell is this? Yeah, it took, person? this is going back years ago. It took me a little while to figure out who it was. And then I saw he was Facebook friends with other relatives. And then he would post stuff on other people's Facebook walls. This is years ago, years, years ago. And then I put it together. I could just tell by the writing and the jokes who it was. That's so funny. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so weird. My dad but just. No, that's not his real name. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a fan. My dad it's is learning Ed- Facebook. Edgar Allen House. <laughs> that sounds like, you know, like a place to visit, like the Edgar Allen House, you know? Like... Exactly. It really, if you add, well, since my last name is House, yeah, I mm-hmm. guess that could add to a historical connotation. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he gets random friend requests from goths. 
<laughs> not without a profile picture. <laughs> True. <laughs> still the, the the gray and blue silhouette. Ooh, I would definitely think he's a bot or something. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Twitter egg. Yeah. <laughs> so the article goes on to say that sometimes when people question the validity of his haunts, he'll pull their chairs out from beneath them. And he's also known to throw glasses on the on the floor, which is crazy. Poe is honored at that at the horse you came in on with his picture hanging behind the bar where patrons can toast up to the famous poet. You'll also find a sign that says Poe's Last Stop on the wall, which that's so fun. I just think the history of this bar is so weird. I'm telling you, like they're blasting Tiesto and you're you're sitting on a saddle at a bar cheersing to Edgar Allan Poe. That is pretty cool. (laughs) Anyway, so it was founded in 1775 and is the only bar in Maryland that could that survived before, during and after Prohibition. Oh, wow. Yeah, so cool. So there's some fun first-person accounts from the article, 244-year-old Haunted Baltimore Bar Has Workers Talking to Ghosts by Jennifer Frank Franciotti. I'm Italian. I should have done better at that. <laughs> Quote, there's a lot of people who don't want to be in here by themselves if they're closing the bar, bar back or something like that, Napier, the bar owner, said. There's a lot of lights turning on, turning off, TVs turning on and turning off. I walked by the bar and a glass is just sitting on the bar and it just shatters out of nowhere. And I turn around to the guy who was behind me. His eyes were big and he goes, I was working last night and the exact same thing happened in the exact same spot. More than one bar patron has looked in the mirror and reported seeing an image other than their own. Crazy. Wow. So I know that one is, uh, I would not be, but then you're drunk too. So you're like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. Then you like question it. Like, do I really look that fucked up? (laughs) yeah what i look like an old man when i'm drunk (laughs) you grow a mustache (laughs) yeah yeah. just wearing one of those giant cowboy hats (laughs) (laughs) yeah um let's see okay so quote i was in here one morning opening and i was the only person in here i had my head down doing something behind the rail and i was so convinced that somebody walked by i said you can't be in here we're not open yet i looked up and there was nothing also, wow. I know, I know. It's so scary. So I'm just like railing through these. Like uh desk drawer is said to open on its own on the fourth floor, and no one wants to be left alone in the attic. If that door is cracked at all, the hair on the back of your neck is way up. Wow. See, that's the cool, that's some cool shit. Like if yeah. you can't even go up there, right? Or can't last, uh, can't hang up there, that's that's some cool shit yeah that vibe man in the attic i wonder what's up with the attic because like we're thinking edgar Allan poe but this is since 1775 i would bet there's more than just edgar Allan poe in there oh i'm sure especially if it was like a you know obviously the oldest bar in baltimore so it was a tavern then so shit went down right yeah like, 1775 in maryland (laughs) and 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 that that encompasses everything of the time that encompasses like that could be murder that could be prostitution that could have been a brothel like right especially because it's so close you know since it's so close to the water too it's like that building was probably used for and there was so many like people coming and going like it's easy to disappear or be kidnapped or yeah yeah in port cities i feel like it's a lot more more dangerous so crazy 
I will I absolutely make a note of it to go to this bar next time I'm down there. Oh my gosh. Please tell me if you do. I, I first of all, I want to go back to Baltimore. So I'll let you know if I'm, I'm heading back there. Cause when I went, I didn't know the haunted history. I just thought a lot of places in Baltimore have Edgar Allan Poe, like pictures or paintings, or it's a really artsy fun city. So I didn't know there was mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. relevance, like, like super relevance to it. And there's just so much to look at. Like, it's easy to to miss the haunted history part of it. <laughs> I just googled it. It's oh, it's in Fells Point too, which is which is a cool part of town. Yeah, it's in a great part of town. Yeah, it's all the listeners should go. I I'm gonna say it right now. If you're on the East Coast, check this place. Just the historic part of it, and then it's like a. I mean, I feel like so. My little brother hates like he's like a homebody. I feel like he might not like this because it's. It's like a very active and energetic bar is what I'll uh-huh. say. You know what I mean? Like if you like divey dark, you're probably not going to like this place. Okay. That's where I dwell. Those I are my jams. <laughs> I can just see you like sitting on one of the saddles. <laughs> Let's like, go there for lunch like... before they get busier. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good call. I feel like it switches over. Like it starts kind of chill and then it, like literally the the one club part has like a TV that you can like text pictures to and it'll like play it on the TV. And my friends were sending like the dumbest crap. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. See, it seems like a really cool spot. Yeah. There's a lot of cool places in Baltimore too, other than that. There's like, and it's all like really historic. It's another place that's just like, would recommend doing the ghost tours there. I, I've done some ghost tours in Philly that were really fun. I did um, one here in college. It was a lot of fun. I've always, and every Halloween, I tell myself I'm going to do one again, but I just never have. And I literally went to it in college. So that was what, fucking 16, 17 years ago. But I've been, <laughs> every, every year I tell myself I'm going to do it and I haven't. There's probably more ghosts now, like for sure. A lot more people have died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Come to Philly. Now we have all of these ghost hunting plans that we're, we're going to get into. Does Philly do the ghost hunting stuff year round? They do. I mean, not hunting ghost tours. They do year round. I mean, yeah, that's what, yeah. Yeah. I I I guess I meant to say haunted ghost haunted tours. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I actually went on one for my birthday. That was really fun because the guy was like definitely an actor. He dressed up and he would tell all these really cool stories in really cool ways, but he would also like, turn the corner before us and then jump out at us and like scare us. <laughs> uh, see, I don't know if I'm a fan of that. Just <laughs> well, <laughs> tell me, tell me what, you know, don't scare me. I loved it. I loved it because some of the people in my group were high. So it was definitely messing with them. Oh, that's and cool. Then he accidentally scared just a random lady that was walking the one time, which was probably my favorite memory of the entire, cause she was like, <gasps> and he's like, Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> of course. Well, an unsuspecting victim automatically makes it better. <laughs> Oh my God. I loved it so much. So yeah. And it's just, I feel like that's just the energy Philly brings, you know, like yeah. accidentally scary, unsuspecting people. Yeah. <laughs> On accident though. It doesn't mean to. <laughs> Philadelphia, the accidentally scary city. <laughs> yeah. Be our new, our new city slogan. It should be. Yeah. Better than brotherly love. If you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this was awesome, dude. I really enjoyed talking about these ghost stories. Likewise. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I know we've been planning this for a while, so it was cool to finally do it. That was awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you for uh, 
you know, if I manage to find more dirt on Gibby, I'll would love to come back. Oh, we would love some Gibby updates. So I'll definitely, definitely let me know if, if he like, you know, here's the podcast and then does more crazy stuff. Cause he wants, wants to be famous. Uh, maybe one night after work, I'll just play this episode in the ballroom and then see if he's yeah. there in the morning. That'd be really cool, actually. I'll leave my laptop on repeat overnight in the dark ballroom <laughs> and then see if the next day he comes to fucking scare the piss out of me. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. So we we always end with like where people can find you. So what is like the best social media to follow? And uh, this will be released next week. So okay, where cool. after next week, can, can people see you? Uh, Facebook would just be Pat House, P-A-T-H-O-U-S-E. And I guess you could do the same on Twitter and Instagram, but those are both at Bohemian Patsody. Like the Queen song, Bohemian, P-A-T-S-O-D-Y. And that's pretty much it. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, yeah. yeah do you prefer people to friend you on Facebook? Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. Uh, that's mine. I like Instagram. Yeah, I think I just like Facebook the most because it's the one I've had the longest and I have mm-hmm. the most uh, contacts there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it, I go through all my bullshit phases, loving and hating all of them. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with them. I, I Facebook it's so hard. There's so many creeps that friend me on Facebook that I can't discern if you're like a cool fan or. Funny you say that I've actually been getting a surprise amount of surprising amount of like fake like sex accounts. And it's like, isn't that that shit like out the window? Yeah, you know, know. I'll get this friend request and it's just this chick in a bikini with giant tits. And I'm like, nope. And then I (laughs) I like click on the profile and it says like free hookup sex. I'm like, how is this still getting through the system? (laughs) Can you imagine like there is actually just like a gorgeous like big boobed woman that you've just been rejecting over and over <laughs> i know my, my biggest fan i've been ignoring yeah like she buys all your, your stuff and your merch and you're just not even fronting her that's the rudest fat house not good to his fans you heard it here folks <laughs> that's so funny yeah everybody follow pat he's extremely funny and buy his albums what's what, plug an album pat uh i'm here is the latest one i'm here came, yeah came out in august and uh yeah. Uh, yeah. Spotify took a lot of comedy down. They took most of their comedy down, but I'm here is still up there for some weird reason. Yeah. Mine, so, my album is still there too. I don't know. And it's new. <laughs> I don't get congrats on yours. I forgot to say that off the top. I'm, I meant to say that, but we dove right into it. Oh, thanks dude. Yeah. It's been really cool. It's been really fun seeing people review it and it doing awesome. well. Cause that was, it's That's- scary. <laughs> you know, it, it it is. You're putting yourself out there and like, um, yeah, it is scary and makes you vulnerable. It's it's a very strange thing because like um, when my album was number two this year, it was uh, it was number two on iTunes for a couple of days. And I spent every second of the day on social media telling people, promoting it, making yeah. statuses, texting people, putting in my Instagram stories. I texted Dan Cummins and Tom Segura and Chad Daniels. I was like, hey, can you help me promote? So like as cool as it was to be at number two like Bo Burnham was not moving from number one but it was just like equally exhausting yeah and then and then people were listening and giving you feedback which is cool yeah it's it's like you know the shit behind the curtain that you don't that people don't think about yeah I feel that I feel all of that on like a deep deep level of just 
I asked you to come to this and then I asked you to buy it and now I need you to review it and I'm sorry, but I hope and then you, like you it. <laughs> and then I'm asking you to share it and then tell I'm- people this is yeah. And you know, I will say you to me, I feel like you should just count it as number one because nothing was moving Bo Burnham. He had those TikTokers looping his stuff. There was nothing you could do. <laughs> you I know? think I think Jackie Cation uh finally him out a couple him. weeks ago yeah, yeah i don't know if she was the first one to do it but i did see her post about it and i love 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 jackie oh so my god me too she's hopefully so, she's the one that so knocked funny. him out yeah yeah it's a it is it's really stressful and you know people tell you they love you and you know it but you don't want to like put them you know we're yeah as comedians we're like sort of for me at least like people pleasers so it's like stressful having to be like no but actually I need you all to spend money on me and things like that. So, but it's worth it. Your, your jokes are hilarious. And I think Thank all my you. listeners will Thank enjoy you. them. And yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me on. I yeah, hope to thanks. see you in person soon. It's been forever. Find us at the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. know someone who should be on real chills go to realchillspodcast.com and tell us more special thanks to valerie to mamber mcshane artwork by libby rundell music by sam williamson real chills podcast is produced by meg getz and Alyssa traskowski this has been a presentation from the wasted robot network for more information and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.